BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Therapists say that the reason we romanticize relationships is because the fantasy of that person is much better than the reality of them. Of course. Like everyone's annoying. Everyone. <laughs> everyone's annoying. That should be the title of this episode. Everyone's annoying. I'm Val Benson. Welcome to another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy on every Thursday with me. Today, my special guest is one that you requested. It's Nick Vial. And I know I said your last name right because I practice. Kind of. Vial. You didn't really emphasize the V. You kind of said it with an F. Vial. Yeah, Vial. A little bit about Nick. He is a Libra. You know him from The Bachelorette and also being on The Bachelor season 21. Also, you must know him for his super popular podcast, Vial Vial Files. Fuck. <laughs> the vile files. The vile vile files. It's Maxa. And he's also the CEO and founder of Natural Habits. We are going to do a bunch of questions from a perspective from a man on dating. But before we start, obviously, I'm going to talk to you about The Bachelor. Great. What are your thoughts on the current Bachelor? Uh, I think Matt's doing great. I think it's a particularly interesting season because he is very new to the process. I'm sure he got pointers and things like that, but he never lived the experience. It's very unique to any lead they've had in the past decade and maybe longer. Why do you think they decided? I mean, this is obviously a unique year, both with COVID and the desire to have a, a person of color be the lead or specifically The Bachelor. Thank you for being honest about that. That was very obvious. I think when they met Matt through Tyler, when the first time I met Matt, I was like, you should go on the show because you could definitely be the first Black Bachelor. They originally casted Matt to go on The Bachelorette, but with COVID happening and they had to delay filming, if Matt would have gone in that season, they wouldn't have had, had enough time for him to be The Bachelor this season. I've never really been that into The Bachelor. I only started watching after like I did your show. But like what I thought was funny when they did The Bachelorette, the season, it was like at a lame ass hotel in, in Palm Springs. And then they go back to The Bachelor and it's like a palace. And I was like, really? That is just situational. They had to halt production of The Bachelorette, right? When we kind of realized the seriousness of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then they started thinking about how can we make this work? How could we shoot this? There's like maybe 10 hotels in the country that are large enough to facilitate the entire crew right. cast production. They kind of work with what they have. Have you been watching The Bachelor? Mm -hmm. Do you think Victoria is a paid actor? No. Is that a thing on The Bachelor? Or are you not allowed to say it because you're on like a contract or NDA or something? No, that doesn't happen. They don't need to. Why is everyone saying that she is? Because she's outrageous and people have a hard time believing that people would go on that show and act outrageous. Who do you think the top few women are going to like last through the, sh the show or is it too early to tell? Kind of early. I mean, I think Abigail is going to be top four. I would guess Bree's going to be top four. Rachel. Do you think it was weird that Sarah got really attached? That was an epic fall from grace. Yeah. I would have thought maybe that was, uh, Matt's going to pick her. But I think when, when they explained what was happening with her father, 
I think it kind of made sense what emotional state she's in. And also, in my opinion, it made sense why she was so attached. I don't really know her. I think it was she was very sincere about what was going on with her father. Sarah came across as someone who's very used to getting everything she wants in life and both in a dating situation. And then the women kind of bullied her out of the house. And I think she was just like, fuck this. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But like, it was funny when someone's like, I just, I don't know how to handle I'm getting jealous because the man I'm dating is dating a bunch of other women. And I was like, um... You know it happens to you in real life, too. Like, I feel like everyone you date is actually, like, you're literally on The Bachelor just without a camera. To a certain extent, yeah. <laughs> like, we're all actually currently on The Bachelor. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Have you ever had like a move in DMs? Like, do you have like a one-liner that you send DMs? Like, do you send DMs to people? I have. What's your line? I used to be on The Bachelor. No. <laughs> because if you DM someone... It's a safe assumption that you're interested in them. Right. So you don't have to be so obvious because it's already obvious. Like if there's a thirst trap photo, like you don't find the person's, you don't find their hottest photo and be like, oh my God, you're so hot. Like right. that's, it's obvious. And then you're just kind of like everyone else. The trick is you go on the Instagram. Like Let's say you're taking a photo in your kitchen. In my kitchen. Sure. And then maybe in the background in said picture is like a, a blender and then you're just like i have the same blender so that's your move you just like you're just create a conversation about something benign the point is you're interested in talking to them you don't have to be so obvious you're already being obvious by sliding in their dm so create the conversation something and, and then that will surprise the person you'll make them laugh you'll you'll confuse them by like why is this why what is he he's, he's interested in my blender i have a move and tell me if it will work for you so then i know if i'm making a mistake I mean, yeah, I can either like send an emoji or whatever, just like make it super simple because I'm like, whatever, I'm just like, I'm a girl, like I'm attractive. I feel like I don't need to put an effort. But my actual normal move is I write, should we date? Question mark. Yes, no. Question. <laughs> is that is that a move or is that like a turn it's off? certainly a move. Well, what would you do if a guy said that to you? Well, since I do it, I would be flattered. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter. If you slide into my DM and I'm interested in you. It doesn't matter if you pointed out a blender or if you <laughs> asked if we should get married. That's you know, Oh, if I said, should we get married? The assumption is, is that's so outrageous. You're not being serious. It's just, you're being funny. And you're like, but you play along. You're like, yeah, sure. When The Bachelorette happened on like, when I watched the first episode of uh, the season, one of the guys I thought was cute. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll just DM him. Cause it's like, I, I also find it funny. So I DM'd the guy named Bennett. The Bennett, the tall guy, the... Harvard guy. Yeah. Well, that was the first episode. So he responded. So I was like, should we date? Yes, no. And he said... First, he was like, well, you have to wait till, to see what happens on the show. That, that doesn't surprise me, that he gave you like a very literal, earnest response. 
No, so then I was like, okay, so that means there's still hope. Okay, I'll wait for you. But you know what I'm saying? But he he took your messages literal, and and then he gave you like a literal response, oh. which, which tracks from what the little bit I know about him. Because like you're being serious, but you're being playful. I'm is, kidding, right? And so, but he was like, no, you need to wait till I'm off the show so we can date, which I think is kind of hysterical. Oh. But then he DM me again after I made that joke. Like he didn't respond. I forgot about it. He DM me. And he me. followed up when he was off the show. No, he DM me again the next day. It was like, oh shit, I didn't realize how hilarious you are. Blah, 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 said other things. So then he followed daddy issues. And he did some recon. A few weeks go by. I DM a different guy from The Bachelorette because I already forgot I ever DM Bennett. I DM Ben. The weightlift bodybuilder. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, should we date? Yes, no. And then we start chatting. That's your go-to. That's 100% <laughs> your go-to move. Right now. And then that's when it hit me like, oh, fuck, I already DM like another guy from that show. And I felt kind of embarrassed. He was like, okay, yeah, how about next week? And I was like, oh, okay. But then he never followed up. I think the important takeaway is it doesn't really matter what you say. If they're interested in you, they'll respond. And if not, they won't. Okay, so it's not a big deal if I just DM a bunch of the same guys who are friends? If they're all friends, then yeah, that might, it, it could. I know, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm talking to this cool chick. You're like, yeah, me too. Like, what's her <laughs> name? It's like, Violet. It's like, really? <laughs> me too. What a weird win. That's a unique name. And then they're like, well, show me a picture. And it's the same girl. It sometimes can't. Doesn't and go it's well. like, how does she, what does she say? Should we date? We should date. And be like, oh, she's already cheating on me. Actually, have you watched Barrington? I, I stopped, but do you like it? Obviously, I'm a woman. Of course, I love it. The what main, do you like about it? The main character. The hot guy. The hot guy. So I DM'd him. You DM'd him. But instead of saying, should we date? I said, do you- Did he respond? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, do you feel that? That's me burning for you. <laughs> he never answered so you really go hard to the paint. No, but you've never seen it. So basically on the show, he's always like to the other character, I burn for you. And she's like, well, I burn for you. Oh, well, then I have a problem with that DM that you sent. It was a joke. Imagine how many women have been DMing him that shit. I know, but if for it's me, a line from the movie, you're just like everyone else. I thought it was innovative. Okay. I was class clown in high school. So for me, sometimes I send these DMs. I just think it's a hilarious story for me. Like I don't actually expect anything. So for me, I just like, sometimes I like to be a troll and do things like that. I, don't, I forget that maybe have a following or whatever. Like it doesn't matter. So sometimes I'll DM like people that I like on shows and I'll just say something funny just to say something funny. I think it's great. <laughs> I, I think DMing is fine. People act like DMing is like a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. If he, w- he would have answered, it's not like I would have been like, okay, I'm flying to England or wherever you live tomorrow so we can date. Like it would never happen anyway. What if he did? If he was like, can I fly out to England? I'd be like, I just packed. I am on my way. <laughs> I'm like over the Atlantic as we speak. <laughs> I just assumed you'd have said yes. I'm actually at your door. Okay, so let's start with some dating questions. So this is one that I find really interesting. And I've said this before. A lot of times people think that the hardest part about dating is meeting someone new. But the truth is the hardest part about dating is actually letting go of a bad relationship. So why do you think it takes people so long to finally leave a bad relationship? Do you think it's because they're like afraid to be alone or do you think it's because they think their partner is going to change? Like I mean, all of the above. I mean, I guess the hardest thing about dating, it really just depends on the person. Why do you think sometimes it takes so long to leave? I think a lot of people think, yeah, they can change the person or they think about how much time they've already invested. invested. They treat relationships like an investment. 
you know, sometimes even in real investments, you just have to cut your losses. But they, uh, yeah, they're afraid of being alone. They're afraid of letting go. I think all the movies we watch and, and things like that romanticize fighting for a relationship. And I think it is important to fight for relationships. But sometimes uh, you also have to be aware of the fact that maybe a relationship's dead. I mean, you know, you can't bring dead people back to life and you can't bring dead relationships back to life. When do you know when it's time to walk away? When you were reflecting on what you're doing and you feel like you're doing 100% of your half, you know, you're giving and you're at, wanting to do therapy and, and they don't want, you know, they're not doing any of that and you start pulling their weight, then that's a, that's a bad sign or a good sign that it's over. Or maybe you guys have just both tried and it's just not working out. And you start making excuses for someone or when you start to hide your relationship from your friends or you stop telling your friends about things because now you're feeling ashamed. And it's really bad. I was on this uh, app last night. It's called Clubhouse. I recently joined. It's whatever. I'll explain to you later. It's basically like these rooms of like people that you get to communicate with. It's supposed to be a lot of like CEOs and things like that. But there's also like a lot of fakes on it who are like just talk about how much money they have or investments, but then you can't even tell if they're legit. But it, they give you like a lot of advice and things like that. But anyway, I was in this room last night and the moderator that was running the room, it was the game, you know, the rapper. So I got on it and it was like a bunch of people on it and uh, they let me be one of the speakers. So then I got to ask a bunch of questions, like all the guys there who were, and there was more like his type of industry type of people. It was like really fun. Like I love that room. I really enjoyed it. So then I remember I was asking a bunch of questions. And then when I was asking about dating, somebody made this comment. I want to ask you if it's correct. They said, men don't leave women, women leave men. Basically meaning men are always going to try. If like you, we already fucked, I'm going to keep trying to fuck you. Like, even if we break up, maybe I'll, I'll like in a month or two, I'll like, I can hit you up or whatever. Cause I'm always going to be down to fuck you. It's always the woman that has to finally put the foot down and be like, that's it. We're done for the relationship to fully fizzle not even relationship the sex ship if you're asking me if 100 percent of the time is that the case then of course not let's say it didn't work out between you and a woman or like you didn't want anything serious she keeps coming back hoping every time it's going to be different and it's not but like every time she com keeps coming back and she's like should we have sex so let's hang out and you know it's gonna you're gonna have sex with her like are you gonna Depends. turn it down is it someone that you really enjoy having sex with i hate blanket statements like that right like, okay I, I always and every time or never. No, nothing is black and white. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so you're dealing with different scenarios. You know, as humans, I think we, that's why you have the saying, if you give someone an inch, they'll take a foot. Is it true that men won't give up consistent pussy if it's offered while they go out there and keep looking for their girlfriend or their wife, basically, when a woman just keeps having sex with a guy, hoping that eventually it's going to turn into a relationship, blah, blah. I mean, listen, if you act like an option, people will treat you like an option. So how do you act like an option? I mean, if a guy is inconsistent, doesn't make plans with you, says he's not interested in having a relationship, but continues to ask you to hang out, with the inconsistency, you're an option. What you are to him is someone to hang out with when you're when you're filling time. He sees you as like, what do I want to eat today? I have a variety of things in my fridge. Well, you know, you're you're satisfying a, a craving he has. So should you communicate then how you feel that you're feeling like an option that you want more or should you, no. you just walk away? He's already told you he doesn't want to date. Right. You know, the only thing that's going to change is your actions. If he is inconsistent once a week, he asks you to hang out. Then you don't hear from him for like a week and a half. And then he's like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. You want to come over? You're giving him permission to treat you like 
something to do on a Tuesday when he has nothing better to do. I agree with you. I, and I've said it before that basically you mirror someone else's actions. So you sometimes in the beginning of dating, at least if someone is acting that way, that you mirror those actions, you start acting the same way. The reason it happens so often is like people, sometimes women, but guys can do it too. They're afraid of setting their expectations in a dating situation because they're afraid of the other person not wanting to meet those expectations. You know, I don't want to sound like a bitch or something. I don't want to sound difficult. But you get to some sort of point where you decide for yourself, I like this person and I want to keep getting to know them or I don't. And a lot of times we just, because we want to play it cool or we want to be the cool chick, we won't say anything. We'll just be like, well, let's see. You know, a lot of women will be like, well, I want him to make the first move. Right. I think men will always be attracted and respect women when they set their expectations. It's like, hey, uh, that's great. I'll wait for you to first move. But this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm open to. This is what I'm okay with, whether it's with your words or your actions. And then you are okay if they don't reciprocate. Got like if I, if you're like, hey, I'm I'm just like I'm I'm definitely looking for a relationship in general. I'm not desperate for it. I'm not I'm not going to go out of my way to find it, but I'm open to it. And right. ultimately, that's what I'm looking for. So it seems like you're not. And that's totally fine. It's setting your expectations. It's not doing that ultimatum thing. Like we're either going to be dating or I'm out. It's more mm. like, hey, I'm looking to date, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so how come sometimes, and this happens very often, especially dating these days. I mean, I don't even know if anyone's dating in quarantine. And that's hard. But I mean, in general with the generation now, how come sometimes it feels like in dating, it starts really, really hot, but then it fizzles out or some one of the partners goes or it leaves the girl wondering like what the fuck just happened i thought this guy i feel like i always get questions like that and you must too it's like i thought this guy really liked me it started really hot and now he's just like gone or probably getting hot with someone else maybe i mean again date listen here's the thing it's on it sucks dating's hard it's challenging it's difficult it's stressful uh if your ultimate goal in life is to find your person or the one and settle down or have a monogamous relationship, but you're trying to find one out of literally millions, that's hard, right? Like it takes time. But do you think because it starts so hot, it, like do you think longer lasting relationships are better when they start slow versus? Listen, if, if it, things start fast, right? There's a honeymoon phase and things like that. Again, I think the biggest thing with dating is we're afraid to check in because sometimes we're afraid of the answers. We do that with everything. You know, sometimes we don't ask because we don't want to hear the truth. We're okay if someone love bombs us, you know, when some guy on the third date is like, I think I like love you. You're just like, oh my God, thank you. And you don't think to yourself, that kind of sounds insane. Because it sounds nice <laughs> yeah. in the moment. What do you love about me? Have you ever had a guy say, I love you? And then you've been like, really? Like, what do you love about me? You ever ask what? No. I just take it. Wait, I mean, there's a time and a place. Like, again, I'm not suggesting everyone should just be like constantly skeptic, but like trust your gut. You know, if it's on date three, if he's like, I literally, I think I'm falling in love with you, then that's based on what? That's interesting. I like You know, that. if you can fall fast, you can fall out of love just as fast. Right. People are always like, well, I don't understand. Why did it, it's like, like it just ended? Well, it also just started based off of nothing. Right. So it can end the next day. Yeah. But if you build a foundation, if like there's a slow roll, then sure. That doesn't mean two people can't be really excited about each other and, and quote unquote starts fast and it can be a great relationship. But usually you should check in, you know, how's it yeah. going? And again, setting expectations with whoever you're dating is a, is a big thing people don't do. I feel like I'm more of 
dating wise now with people i feel like i tend to be more of the slow burner type of person because now i do what you said is like i'm trying to ask questions or really understand when someone tells me they like me i'm like really so i but i feel like i tend to sometimes maybe my issue in the past a while back has been that i attract the people who are the fast burners then i it makes me feel bad when it ends it maybe if i would have called them babe sooner or maybe if i would have like been because suddenly they want to hang out with me every single day and i want to take it like slower and then I feel bad about it. People should accept that if, if a relationship ends, then it should have ended. That's it. It's, it's that simple. Oh, well, what if I would have said hi to him differently? <laughs> That's so true. Did I send the wrong emoji? Like, he did, no, it just, it just ended. Listen, yeah. here's the thing. If you have sex on the first date, you run the risk of a guy deciding whether he wants to date you solely based off of sex. Right. It's like watching a movie. Give me a movie you've watched multiple times every time it's on tv doesn't matter where it's in oh bridesmaids yeah because you like it it's reliable you saw right. it the first time you're like i fucking love that but movie but i'm not as excited and about I'll, it anymore but it's still pretty good yeah and you'll want as soon as you finished watching bridesmaid you thought to yourself i would totally watch that again <laughs> yeah sometimes you've seen movies and what it's like i had an enjoyable time probably never need to see it again and there's some movies you're like that was hard to get through and the sex is the same way <laughs> I think for me nowadays, at least for me, not everyone's like me. The advice that I give to women from my perspective is I say hold off on sex until you really get to know somebody so you don't end up like becoming like love goggles, especially for me because I get attached. Sometimes women have sex with a guy like on the first day, second date, whatever. And then suddenly they start to check like who the guy's following or if the guy's still dating other women, they try to pretend like they didn't care because they really want to fuck. And then they're like, wait, why is he doing that? Blah, blah, because we slept together. And in my opinion... The reason maybe even the sex wasn't as good like you mentioned it is because sex is better when you have an emotional connection. And unfortunately, when you have sex too soon, your um, your sex connection is already so forward and your emotional connection is still in the beginning. And that's where I feel like there's a disconnect. So that's why it's so much better for me, at least, to have the emotional yeah. connection. Then you add in the sexual connection and now it's boom. I think it's different for everyone. Okay. But I think the most important thing, specifically for women, if you want to have sex, you should have sex because you want right. to. You should never have sex with a guy because you think he'll like you more or that's his way of you know, getting his attention. You should be incredibly selfish with your choice to have sex. It should be the most selfish decision you have, decision you ever make. Yeah. And if you feel like the guy's going to stop talking to you if you don't sleep with him, that it's better off that you don't sleep with him. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> to trust your gut on that one. Yeah, because that happens sometimes to girls, especially I think when you're younger. You don't need to hook up with a guy to get him to like you. And sometimes girls, that is literally what we do, even though we don't want to admit it. Like women, we just tend to do that because it is hard. Like as much, even if I wanted the sex, it's going to bother me if suddenly for three days I didn't hear from the guy after we fucked. Because for a second, I was like, wait, I really did think we had a connection when we were like having sex. And, then and that's the only thing with having sex earlier. If you're looking for the emotional connection, don't make it physical. Why do you think sometimes it feels for people harder to get over someone you didn't actually date versus getting over someone you did? Do you think it's because like you still have that fantasy and you're still like the what if in your head? What could have been? The person you have a crush on that you don't know. Oh, my God. I just lost the most perfect person. They're in my heart. It's like, oh my God, they were so great. They were good with their money. They were kind to me. Like, I, like you know what I'm saying? Because you fantasized about how perfect they were. You do have men no do that clue. too? Sure, we all fantasize. It's why I say like the one who got away is a real bullshit thing. Well, first of all, if they got away, probably a reason why. They might have been a totally different person if you dated. So true, exactly. You know, you're getting, you're fantasizing over the unknown. You don't really know if they're the one until like you hang out 
and you're just like yeah that, i i really fucking hate that about you <laughs> and yet i don't want you to leave <laughs> yeah that is true i feel like sometimes it, i always have those like the one that got away and i imagine in my head like that fantasy of what it could have been this guy would be so perfect if he was just like if he did this or if he was like a little like this i'm like oh, okay so i'm creating a completely different human at this point therapists say that the reason we romanticize relationships is because the fantasy of that person is much better than the reality of them of course like everyone's annoying everyone <laughs> everyone's annoying that should be the title of this episode. everyone's annoying Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We all have our insecurities. We all have bad habits. So how do you and, find and, someone that just annoys you less then? In my opinion, you know you really found someone and you can be yourself around that person. When you are when you are comfortable with being your most annoying self and they're like, still love you. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship where you constantly are on edge and you're careful and you're you know, tiptoeing because you just want to make sure they still like you. Oh, fuck, that's not a relationship. People have to be okay with not being liked. That's the hard problem, right? Right. Can't have, if you're trying to get everyone to like you, then you'll never find love. Okay. You'll just have a bunch of people who find you to be not offensive. You okay. Gotta, you got to be yourself. You got to be willing to annoy some people. What because are, there's someone out there who finds that to be charming. Now, why do people say, I'm trying to find the one and then go about their dating life like they're trying to like marry 15 guys. That's true. I don't know. It doesn't matter if the other 14 guys hate you. Right. You know, you're just trying to find the one. So focus on finding the one. And, and if you're trying to only find one, why are you wasting so much time making sure that everyone you dated still loves you? You're like talking to me in my brain. I'm processing certain things. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, like that makes sense. I'm letting go. Yeah. If, if you're miserable in your relationship, you're constantly complaining about someone and you can't see that, then... then there's other people and you're only trying to find one. What would you say a few red flags are in the beginning of dating that people should watch out for? Like, obviously I like that you said that like if you're on the third day and the person's already like, I love you. So I feel like that can be a red flag. It could be. Right. You know, also people confuse red flags with not like non-negotiables. But you said love. What is love bombing? Can you explain what that is? We will don't understand. When you... I, I don't actually know the technical term, but okay. I, I'm pretty sure it's when you start expressing words like love and you really express feelings that are unjustified to someone that you know. You like drop it on and then you walk away. You use it more for as like a control mechanism rather than you're really expressing oh. your feelings. I love, but I loved you. I love you. Yeah. And then also like you shouldn't think your love, you know, like your love doesn't come with a price per se. Right. I mean, it's just like, if you want to tell me you love me, great, but I don't owe you anything in return per se. Right. You shouldn't be saying it to get something in return. I agree. If it, Again, it should be mutual. Yeah, there was one time this one guy that I didn't work out with and I just wanted us to be friends because everything about him kind of, he was kind of, I found him a bit annoying and I felt bad. So I stayed his friend, but then even being friends with him, he was just like needed so much of my attention. Then I'm going to be like, dude, please just get, like if he texts me, I don't respond, he'll start DMing me or he'll start calling me. And I was like, please, like I need some space. And he'll be like, but 
I just think you're so amazing. I just think you're so great. Like, I don't even need anything from you. I just think you're such a beautiful, amazing person. And then I was not sure you wanted your time. You wanted, yeah, nothing is free. Yeah, exactly. And I would feel bad because I'd be like, fuck, he thinks I'm so great. I'm so amazing. All this stuff. Like, I feel like an asshole then if I don't give him my attention. And then he kept doing that. Finally, I was like, no, you know what? You, that's a lie. You do want something from me. You want my time. You want my attention. You want my compliments. You want my advice. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. Like, stop. That's a red flag when people say I want nothing in return. Right. You should know what someone wants from you in a relationship. You shouldn't know what, what people want out of a relationship. Maybe it's, they just want to have sex. Hey, listen, I'm just looking to hook up. Also, like, I just want someone to watch movies with. I don't know, but any, no relationship really starts until there are expectations. And to you know what that person wants out of it. So what if it's like, I don't want anything except your love? Well, then that's that's a big expectation. My love. Oh, it my is love. expectation. Okay. So if love love bombing is just like bombing people with their love, like what is gaslighting then? Again, I'm not an expert in these things, but my understanding of gaslighting is when you uh, make someone question their own sanity right. and reality. Did like you immediately try to turn the table on them. Like you, you, you know, like let's say we're dating and I, you su suspect I'm cheating. Yeah. And, and the big, and I'm, I'm constantly going out with the boys on a Saturday night and showing up at 5 a.m. and between the hours of one and five, like my phone's off. And then you're making me feel like I'm crazy. And then you ask me about it and I'm like, do you have trust issues? You have trust issues, don't you? Like, have, why, why, like, why are you projecting? Why are you accusing me of cheating on you just because you don't get along with your father? Yeah, my ex, my forever ago, like, obviously, I laugh about my ex relationships at this point. One of my exes, I remember when we were dating, he was cheating on me. I didn't know yet. Or maybe I just didn't want to know. But then when I'd be like, are you cheating on me? And you'd be like, you know what? If we don't have trust, we don't have anything. And the fact that you are so not trusting of me, like, I don't even know if we can do this right now. I'm going to need some space. And then you would go to Vegas and cheat on me. And then I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry for, like, doing this. You're right. Like, I should trust you. It's my fault. And it was really for him to figure out a way to be the victim or to, like, take space for me. But I was also 20 years old. It was, like, 12 years ago. That's so fine. No judgment. But no, I know. So I'm telling other women out there. And you were like, probably okay. afraid of him not liking you. Yeah, I was afraid of him leaving me. That's probably why I was in denial that he was cheating on it's me. It's okay if you get broken up with. Great thing. Just... That's true. I like that. Again, you're trying to find one. Well, and I actually read somewhere that it said that sometimes you're dating somebody or it's not working out and sometimes our egos take over and we're like, I cannot believe that person wouldn't like me, like that person so beneath me. And then somebody said, in order for you to get over that person, you first have to get over yourself. Sometimes people date because they're just trying to make themselves feel good about a situation. They're just going about it in a very toxic way. You know, like when you're like, why don't I only attract guys who are in relationships? <laughs> no, you're like, you just want to feel special. Interesting. Like when people say like, oh, I like fixing people. No, you don't. You like to feel needed. Yeah, like it's about you. It's not about them. You're not actually like trying to fix them, but you're trying to like be different and special. Like he has all these problems and he- And I, I can I'm, fix them. Yeah, or not even fix them. Like you don't really want to fix them. Girls do. We do sometimes. We, can, we get confused. I think it's something we tell ourselves because it sounds really great. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they fall in love again with the fantasy in their head. So they're actually not seeing a lot of the problems. And then they start to see the problems. And they're like, okay, well, I'm already in this fantasy. I need it to go or back to my when you say fantasy. like, I'm a fixer, that makes you sound like I'm a martyr. I'm a, <laughs> I sacrifice my happiness for this person. It makes you feel special.
which I think actually when you feel the need to sacrifice your happiness for a person you actually barely know just to love them, because in the beginning you barely know them, that is toxic on your end. I mean, it's never a good situation. I mean, listen, if you're married with kids and you're and, and you're married, like marriages are hard, right? You're going to have good years and bad years and you work through things. So, you know, not everything is going to be blissful, but there should always be a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Should you stay friends with somebody after a breakup? Why? Listen, exceptions to every rule. Like I, I, every, I, I always, every time I, every time I get the ask these questions, there's always that one person. But I'm best friends with my. It's like great, congratulations. It's not like <laughs> congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. Most of the time, when we try to stay friends with our ex, it's because we're just not really ready to let go. That is so true. Yeah. I have some friend, some guys that I've dated in the past who like will not let me go, and they're still friends with me. And in my head, I'm always like. Let me go already. Again, there's exceptions like staying friend, becoming friends with someone you hooked up with, and then you both kind of like we're good. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. You're right. And and it really stays friendly and platonic, fine. But if you're just talking about someone you dated and you said I love you right. and you made sacrifices for and you spent holidays with families, like <clears throat> it seems like dead weight. Also, you could invest a lot of time trying to have be friends with this person. Doesn't mean your next boyfriend or girlfriend is going to be okay with it. Totally. And you should respect the boundaries of your new relationship. Congratulations. It doesn't make uh, them jealous because they're like, you know, kind of uncomfortable with you being best friends with someone that you wanted to get married to at one point in your life. I don't agree, though, with like when you enter a new relationship to unfollow anyone you've ever hooked up with or dated. Like, I feel like that part's a little toxic, but also understandable if that's someone's boundaries. But if I was dating someone new... And they were like, oh, I need you to unfollow anyone you've ever dated. I'd be like, that's so stupid. That's, yeah, that's that's a red flag. Right. That part, not the unfollowing. Like, But me. the immediate desire to like try to stay friends is either you trying to sound nice to the person you're breaking up with. Or if you're being broken up with and you suggest it, it's you being delusional and trying to convince yourself that I want to stay in their peripheral and I want to stay in their world so then they can figure out that they really are in love with me. <laughs> Yeah, that that makes sense. I feel like I've done that before when I was younger. After a breakup, I should stay friends with somebody hoping they'll change whatever didn't work out. And that's why I broke up with them. And then we'll get back together. And like that's why I would stay friends with them. But yeah, for me, I, I don't believe in like staying friends after a breakup. It's like, what's the point? Not good friends, at least. Like Wayne says it's fine. Well, it's so- kind of like if you hope they change. I mean, that's the thing. If you're trying to find the one back to the annoying thing, you have to they have to really be okay with it because if you have to convince them to like something about you, you might be able to convince them for like six months. Be like, no, no, no. That thing you found annoying is actually great. And you're like, maybe, I guess I'll give it a shot. And then they're like, no, no, I really fucking hate it. <laughs> it's a lifetime. Think about that for 10 years or yeah, 20 years. Yeah, a know? lifetime. That does change things. Lifetime's a really long time. Yeah, like sometimes I've dated, like I think when I was not in the best place, I think sometimes mentally and I would date somebody that I probably normally wouldn't date and then like within the second day like this one guy really annoyed me and I was just like god this guy's so fucking annoying but in my head I was like well maybe he has other things I like about him and then and but then you're right it's like would I be able to spend 10 years with this guy just already fucking annoying me on the second date like probably not if you want to go out on a third date that's fine because there's things like well, maybe they're nervous probably not but that's fine if you want to go on a third date just to verify yeah but by like three or four dates and they kind of keep doing whatever it is that annoys you. That's 
who they are. It's time to go. Yeah. Do you believe in getting closure? You know how sometimes people feel like they need closure? I don't believe in it. I don't agree with it. Well, we all need closure. Closure. Yes. Do I believe in closure? But if you're referring to like getting closure from someone else, no, I don't believe it's necessary to to require to get closure comes from acceptance and you don't need someone else's uh, permission for you to accept reality. Yeah. But sometimes people like when they break up, they're like, I didn't even get closure from him. Like I still need closure in order to closure from them is your ego saying you need someone to explain to me why (laughs) we're not perfect enough for that person. That is your ego. Like if you require closure in quotes, you know, from like the person you were dating, that is your ego being like, what the fuck? (laughs) Because closure from yourself is you saying, it ended. Probably if I made a list of things I didn't like about the relationship, I could probably make a long list. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. I had different expectations about the relationship when it started. Right. But I have to accept this reality and I need to move on. Versus usually when people need closure, it's kind of like, how could you just, why would you not want to be with me? I don't get it. Yeah. Why did you cheat on me? Why did you like choose a job over me whatever the reason and no matter what it is people always think they need it and then when they get it it's still not satisfying enough because that person still doesn't want to be with you your ego is always thinking i'm the best ever everyone should like just not only want to date me but be so thankful to date me and it is insane right for them not to want to and when that doesn't happen your ego is literally just like your ego wants answers it's not always like i'm the best it's sometimes it's like your self-esteem is a little low or you you forgot what it's like to be without that person so then you're kind of just like i love you how could you well i, I don't love you back oh you know they left <laughs> uh, yeah again if you're trying to find the one then accept it and keep going because why would you want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with you Yeah, whatever they did they left What if they come back Listen, if someone leaves, that means they're not happy with the situation. Maybe it's there's someone else. I don't know. They left for a reason. If they come back, it's because their expectation didn't meet the reality. Either way, they're settling by coming back. Wow. They are settling on what they thought they could get from leaving. And maybe they could be wrong, but either way, they're settling. Now I feel like for my ego, I'm not going to take back anyone that comes back. Well, if if we're dating again and I'm just like, hey, sorry, got to go. And then three months later, and I come back. I definitely thought I would do better. <laughs> okay. Maybe I didn't, or more likely, is that I just got impatient. Oh. Because if I we're again, we're dating. Yeah. We date for a year, adult, early adult lives, and we're dating, and it doesn't work out. And I decide, you know what, Violet's great. I just something in my gut says not my one. Right. This is fine because she's great, just not my one. Yeah. So I'm going to leave. And we get really impatient. And it just because I decide to leave doesn't mean I'm going to find the one in a week or two right. weeks or a month or a year. It might take three years to find someone not only as good as Violet, but better, better because I decided to leave better. for me. But what often happens is we get fucking bored or lonely and impatient and four months go by, even though we were right. We were right to trust our gut to say nothing against my relationship with Violet. But I felt like in that moment, that I wanted more. And we all, and then we forget what, why we left because we get bored. How the fuck do I even know if this guy likes me? Because a lot of times you listen to all these like men talks and it's like, you're just a placeholder. You're just an option. Then you're like, okay, so like, how do I really know if a guy likes me? Stop asking yourself that question. Who, what do you like? Do you like them? Here's the thing. We're afraid to like get guys to like us because what we our, our worst nightmare as people is to like someone and have them not like us back. Yeah. But we need to 
focus first on do I like you? Right. Are you worth my time? Right. Are you worth me making sacrifices for the betterment of this right. relationship? Are you worth like maybe me not taking my dream job because I, I love us? Are, are yeah. you are you worth it? Or do I just not want to be alone right now and you're yeah. very convenient? That- and we are so scared to ask ourselves these questions, come up with the answer of like, yeah, you're worth it. Only to find out they don't feel the same about us. That sucks. That does suck. But that's the only way to really do it. And they're doing you a favor too because you're like, okay, now You just got to check our egos. You got to understand no matter how great we are, people won't like us. We're not for everybody. No. If you are for everybody, <laughs> then no one really knows who you are. Least alone yourself. That's actually very true because you're constantly changing yourself. Yeah, you're just a chameleon. Do you have some tips, the best tips to like get over someone? Well, I mean, basic stuff. There's a time and a place to vent and grieve couple weeks no well i feel like you're saying like for a man's perspective for women i think like as long as you need because sometimes people feel uh, like listen when you find when you when you get to the point where you have to find a new friend and tell the same story to girls do that i know i've i've done it okay it's not just girls guys do it too when you get to that point it is time to start holding yourself a little bit more accountable it is time to work on a little self-policing it's easier said than done you can't turn off your feelings but we'll, and I've done this, right? We we don't have an off button. Is you that, know, is we'll it your we'll ego? talk to the friend. Yeah, probably. It's all our ego. But if you're just like, oh my god, he broke my heart. Can I talk to you about it? And then you can kind of tell your one friend's just like fatigued. <laughs> yeah. So you're like new friend, <laughs> and they'll listen, right? right? They'll talk to you, but you've already gotten it out. You've yeah. already expressed yourself. You felt heard. And now when you're doing that, now that now you're just ruminating. Nothing's going to change. Right. You're going to hear the same story. Yeah. You're going to go, you're start going crazy because you're, you're just going to say the same story to yourself. And again, you can't turn off those feelings, but you need to police yourself and stop. You need to be like, okay, I need to stop having this conversation. You have to fake it till you make it. Get rid of the pictures. Stop f- obsessing over what you miss. Go back to when you were dating at the end of what you fucking hated about him. I agree with you with the whole fantasizing thing. And that part is because like with one of my exes, because we were together for so long, we were like on and off for like seven, eight years. And I remember when we'd be off, like so I would first sit back when I'd be sad. And I remember only the rom- romanticized relationship. I remember the good thing. Then one day when I really wanted to like fully move on, I sat there and it reminded me of like 500 days of summer. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie when mm-hmm. you finally see the reality. And I remember this day that was so amazing. Like we, he took me to Malibu. We had like the best, most amazing view, the best like breakfast or lunch or whatever. Then we went to get massages. Then we had dinner and then I slept over and it was like the best day ever. And then I suddenly revisited the reality of what actually that day was. And it was like crazy for me to suddenly see it for what it was. And I remember in Malibu, I was sitting there and I was like so enthusiastic to be with him. And I was just like talking about things and excited. And I remember like the reality was he was actually on his phone. He was like, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was not paying attention to me. And then he's like, looked at me irritated. And he was like, okay, cool. Are you ready to go? Are you done? Like I literally was not done. And then I remember when we got massages afterwards, he was kind of like, you didn't even say thank you yet. Like I got your massage, you know, like this whole day was like $400. You didn't thank me. And then dinner again, like I was like enthusiastic, blah, blah. And it was just like him being on his phone, irritated. And he was like, okay, let's go. Well, I mean, that sounds like maybe his love language that he thought you wanted was like gifts and 
acts of service is in your love language was like quality time and yeah. words of affirmation. For me, it was such a wonderful day and the fantasy of it seemed so amazing because it was like one of our best days for me in my head for a while. So it was crazy when I suddenly saw the reality of it. Because yeah, you're right. We have we had different love languages. Because you probably went into that day without expectations. Your only expectation was just being around him. Yeah, I was so excited <laughs> to be around him. Well, that, that's a slippery slope. Well, what? You're supposed to always have expectations with someone when you're hanging out with them? To a certain degree, it's okay to acknowledge that you're not getting what you want out of a situation. I guess you're right. Because back then when I was younger, I was probably too scared to be like, hey, I would love if we have more communication and we like enjoy to actually spend time together. Because what if he was like, no, I don't even like you. And you're just like, fuck. Yeah. So instead, I was just like so happy to be there. (laughs) Also, sometimes and this might blow your mind. I don't know if you're ready for it, but. You know, the when you're like getting over someone, yeah. When you like the situation when you're talking to your friend, you kind of fatigue them. We have a hard time letting go because that's all we have left of them. We love to hurt so good. We we want to keep talking about what we miss because if if I if I just stop talking about them, then it's really over. Oh my god, that's so and you're true. like that's a scary. That's what's hard about breaking up. You're not ready to let go. You're not ready to accept it. It's, it's all about acceptance. Once you get to the point where you accept it, you can start moving on. But until you're there, you'll still focus on missing them because missing them is at least having them in your mind. You wake up, you think about them, you go to bed, you think about them, you look at, you stalk their page or obsess over their, who they're dating now. I don't know, but either way, they're a part of your life. I love that. And that is true because going through a breakup, scientists, uh, researchers showed that you're actually going through actual, like it's like a drug withdrawal, yeah. like love is a drug. And it's the same withdrawal that you would have from uh, pills and or heroin or something like that. It's a, it's a comparison. So when you're going through those withdrawals, you need a fix. And the only fix you can get yeah. is continuously talking about so it. So you stalk their page and it sees that you see the picture of them making out with the girl like, oh, that fucking stings. But you know what? It's stimulation. Right. And I feel like I do that even even if I didn't really like the guy. When it doesn't work out, I'll start stalking him and the new girl that he's talking to. And like, it'll hurt my feelings. But then, yeah, I'll keep doing it. So that is a bad habit that you shouldn't do after a breakup. Should you still follow them? Or should you unfollow if you're going through a breakup? Whatever is best for your mental health. I agree with that. Like, if you can't look at their pictures, then... You need to stop caring what they think of you. They don't care. They've moved on. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's painful, but that is true. Like, what will get the best reaction? They don't give they a shit. They don't care. Like, maybe he'll watch my story today, and then he'll be like, fuck, I am Honestly, up. and maybe he will. Probably just because you showed up and he actually tempted, or, or, or maybe he still thinks you look hot naked, but he still thinks you're obnoxious. Right. I don't know. Either way, doesn't want to date you. <laughs> that is really true. Great. Wonderful. This episode should either be called Everyone's Annoying or like he's literally doesn't want you. He's just But here's a, here's the thing that we often forget. We're the same way about people we like. Men and women both do it. A hundred percent. You know, women are just like, I don't know, he's got that good dick, but he I can't stand Hank. You know, he sucks. We can all be selfish, we can all be superficial. Guys pine over women too. Really? Of course. That makes me feel better. They'll they're pining over someone else. Like, listen, everyone's a fuckboy until someone fucks them up. Yes, that is so true. And don't try to satisfy your ego. It doesn't make you special because he used to be a fuckboy and he chose you. Oh, I like that. That's a really good saying. I agree with that. It doesn't make you special. No. I mean, it's great if, if that's your person and it's special that you guys found each other, but it doesn't make you special. You're not better than the, all the other women he didn't fall in love, in, in love with. In that moment, because he still walked away. I mean, obviously it makes you special if you guys stay together and now you're together forever. Like, of course, you're special to one another. But you know, like, well, we'll do that. He's like, oh, he's like, he just had sex with all these girls, but he, he 
likes me, me, then that somehow makes you feel better than all these other women. But you don't know their story or, or what. I agree. Or- I have a, I have a friend that like she really liked a guy, and she was just like he was. To me, he seemed like a loser. And she was just like, it's so crazy. Like, all these girls like him. And I remember, like, he chose me. And, like, he fingered me at the club. And I was like, oh, my God. That is, that should not be flattering. Like, if your standards are so low right now. She's like, yeah, but all these girls want to give him attention. And he gave it to me. And I was like, yeah, to your vagina at the club. Like, what? But that's how girls, they're like, he chose me over well, all Guys do it girls. in different ways, too. That's just our egos wanting to get validation. Because, I don't know, maybe our dads didn't hug us or something. I don't know. My dad hugs me now, so that's why I'm fine. <laughs> you know how we're talking about like moves in the DM? What's your move in the bedroom? <laughs> what do you mean? What's your move to about to like before you're about to get into the sex stuff with the woman? You don't have a move? I think if you have a move and you're a guy, then you're not paying attention. If you have a go-to move, that means you're assuming that everyone's the same and they're all going to be attracted to the same thing. And I think you have to be open to the possibility that different women like different things and and it's a dance. Yeah, I've been trying to ask you recently on some of my episodes because like I have a move when I'm about to sleep with a guy or about to sleep, like it's the same move is I undress. So your move is getting naked. <laughs> you know, sure. I mean, no. I can see how that works. It's crazy, it works. It's good. I don't know why. I don't I know. know. That's so crazy. It's a little creepier if a guy, what's your move? I don't know, just take my dick out. <laughs> no, but I undress in front of the guy versus doing it like, under the sheets or like you're just fully naked like you start to undress slowly but like my move is just, I like to see them get turned on but maybe it's more for me because I look at myself at the mirror getting undressed and it like turns me on and then it like turns them on and that's my usual like same move. now I'm saying and everyone's anyone that's ever gonna sleep with me is gonna be like so you do the same thing <laughs> yeah I don't know because when you said when someone says a move I just feel like that's kind of yeah no I didn't mean that like oh if I play with the th- area here in your arm then, like, I can be big. aloof sometimes so my move is to be aloof to, no to pay attention no yeah aloof 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 now I'm paying attention that actually would work even on me that's so funny I feel like he chose me he doesn't pay attention to anyone but he chose me that's so funny. I didn't think that my move was just to get naked. <laughs> so I do this thing. I have this thing. It's so It'll crazy. blow your mind. I take off my clothes. <laughs> and guys are like, yeah, I'll have sex with you. That'd be great. Sure. <laughs> Everyone listening, you guys should try that. What's your biggest turn on in the bedroom? I'm kind of private when it comes to that stuff. I can tell. I feel like I can tell that you're private about that. I'd like to feel connected. I agree. And I think that it becomes more and more important also as you get older or even also if I like, I mean, I'm not that sexually experimental in a way. Like I haven't slept with that many people, but as I've gotten older for me, it's important to have a connection. Like it's here, like like dirty talk can be really fun, but it can also be really weird and distracting. (laughs) So it's really important to be connected with your partner and be on the same page. And it's a build. Yeah. You know, like dirty talk right away can go. It's a real risky move. I agree. Because you don't know the boundaries yet. Don't repeat just because you heard it on Pornhub. That is true. You know, and don't say it over and over and over and over and <laughs> over because that's just like, why do you keep saying that? I don't even believe you. My, I'm, the biggest turnoff for me in the bedroom is when a guy goes, you like that? Yeah, you like that? Do you like that? Like repeating it a few times. And you're like, yeah, I mean, you're literally inside of me. I like it, obviously. And if you want a little bit like, hey, did you miss that? D? Like, okay, fine. I don't know. But like, yeah, don't be like, no, but really? Did you? 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 Did you like that? Do you like that? And you're like, yeah, we're still fucking. I think the key is in general 
is say it once, move on. <laughs> or if someone's like taking it to the extra level, like let's say you're about to sleep with a girl for the first time and she's like, am I a dirty little slut? <laughs> like all of a sudden you're like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, tell me, tell me my dad doesn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you make it real, all of a sudden you're attracting the wrong guy. I'll say that much. If he's into it, then you're attracting the wrong guy. What do you think the best way to communicate to your partner is about what you want to happen in the bedroom without hurting their feelings. I think you shouldn't worry so much about hurting their feelings. Right. And what I mean by that is don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't try to hurt their feelings. Mm -hmm. Don't be mean, but be honest. I've made that mistake before. Like I slept with, a, no, we didn't even sleep together. And don't use the word weird. Women make the mistake of, of saying the word weird way too often. I don't know. That's weird. Just because you're nervous or you're uncomfortable, you run the risk of emasculating a guy by calling him weird when you just don't know what else to say. It's like, I don't know, this is like weird. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Especially because you're, when you're both naked, you're already so vulnerable yeah. with one another. You want to make each other feel okay. But just be like, you know, really turn me on if you did this. Most women make the mistake of not communicating what they like in the bedroom. Yeah. And, and men make the mistake of, of assuming all women are the same. Yeah, from porn. Yeah. Is bath sex like a... Do you say bad or bath? So sorry. Bath sex? Not a fan. <laughs> Actually, me neither. Water's not a great lubricant, you know? No, it's not. It just, eventually, you just don't even understand what's happening at that point. There's water everywhere. Like pool sex? No. Jacuzzi sex? Not for me. Yeast infections for women, especially bath sex. Ugh. Anyway, is uh, it's bad sex what would break up like your relationship for you? If it's not fixable, you should walk away? Or it depends how sexually. How yeah, you no, are. I, I mean, listen, I, I, the sexual connection, I think, is an important part for, I'm a, I'm a sexual guy. Sex is, to me, a big deal in a relationship. I recognize that there's a lot of other important things, but I do value good sex with my, you know, my person I'm dating. How many times did you try, the, like, if the sex wasn't good the first time, and you're like, okay, it's because we don't understand each other's bodies. How many times would you give it a try? I definitely believe that the best sex you'll ever have with someone is not the first time you'll have it. Every guy says that, yeah. I think people in general, I, I feel like more women say that. Maybe, yeah, because sometimes we feel weird. I was going to be like, we, I feel weird. <laughs> but you said not to use that word. So uh, <laughs> Awkward. I feel awkward. I don't know. But I, I think it can only get so much better. Yeah. But what if, like, how many times where it's not working, the sex-wise, are you like, oh, okay. Like, how many tries should you give it? I don't know. Three? Sure. But yeah, I guess you're right. But one time I did sleep with somebody and the first time we had sex, it was amazing. And then I was just like, in my head, I was like, what if he's the one? But he wasn't. So that was you're going to have great sex with a lot of people. You say usually the first time it's not that good. I didn't say that. I said it's not the best. Oh. By the best, I mean like you might be able to have better sex. If you're really into them, it's great. But like say you get comfortable with someone, maybe like if you guys are, you know, there's a little dirty talk and, it, mm. and it's it's good dirty talk because... You know how to move on, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, each other's what you each other likes, you know, and so the things you do say actually turns them on rather than like catches them off guard. <laughs> uh, wait, so what's your then biggest turn off in the bedroom where you don't really have one? Bad dirty talk is a right. If you're gonna talk dirty to me, I want to know that you enjoy what you're saying. Yeah, I agree. If you're saying because you only think I like it, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> I guess my last question before we. And this is, what would you say the most important lesson you've learned in your life? <laughs> From sex to this. Uh, not everyone likes me. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. My ego's super pissed off about it. But yeah. <laughs> even now, I'm like, no, 
<laughs> they still they could like me. They they like it's possible. me. They just don't know. I like that. It's very freeing. Oh, mine I feel like it's you need friends. That's the important lesson you've learned so far in my life that you need friends more than anything. Like That's good. Yeah, because yeah, I've always been more of kind of like a loner, always more dependent. Like I'm there for people, but I never really wanted people to be there for me. I was like, I can just be there for myself. And then eventually I was like, oh no, you need friends. You can count on people. So I feel like that's been so far the biggest lesson that I've learned. I would rather have a girl say, I, I hate this. I don't like it. than her being like, that's weird. Right. It okay. really emasculates men. I mean, guys don't want to be thought of as creepy and creepy and weird are two very kind of yeah. similar like, words. how am I supposed to have sex with you now that you told me I'm creepy? You told me I'm weird. Like, yeah. I'm, what are we, I get defensive. Just but say you don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. But then I'll try my move, which is just me getting naked. So maybe they'll get over it. <laughs> I have this move. <laughs> I have this move. <laughs> well, you might have to sit down for this one. No one's ever thought of it before. <laughs> I take my clothes off. <laughs> Who would have thought? Every time it works. I, I'm surprised myself. <laughs> Um, okay, so is there anything I didn't ask you? Probably, but that's okay. okay. You've asked me a lot. I mean, Great. Okay, so where can people find you? Uh, Nick Vial on Instagram. If if you like relationship questions and advice, you can listen to the Vial Files. Uh, on Monday, we do our Ask Nick episodes, which is a lot of like people call it and share their stories. People seem to really like the uh, the those episodes, so check that out. Everyone, check out Nick on his Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to his podcast and to listen to him on there on every Monday. Go to him for advice. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy. And I will see you again next week on every Thursday. Make sure to DM me on Instagram if you have any questions. And yeah, love you guys. Bye. Bye.